Are you ready to say goodbye to fear, frustration, and overwhelm when it comes to growing and scaling your business? Well, you're in the right place, my friend. Welcome to Beyond Common Business Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Watsarino. As a five-time number one international best-selling author and speaker who has been coaching and mentoring business owners and their teams for over 20 years, I created this podcast to be the weekly support group that you needed to get through the toughest days in business. On this podcast, we dive deep into the systems, strategies, truths, and secrets of what it really takes to grow a Beyond Common business. We often dive into things that no one else is talking about, those things under the surface, that when they are in alignment for you or out of alignment, we don't want that. When we get them in alignment, everything in your business and life gets easier and more profitable. So buckle up and enjoy the ride, my friend, because business is not for the faint of heart. Let's go. Welcome to Beyond Commons Business Secrets with your host, Tracy Watts-Serino. Tracy is a writer, entrepreneur, thought leader, and chief executive officer of Beyond Common Training Company, where she works with leaders and their teams to achieve clarity and focus in their personal and professional lives. And now your host, Tracy Watts-Serino. Hello, and welcome back to Beyond Common Business Secrets. We have such a special treat for you guys today. I have invited fellow female business owner and entrepreneur, Kelly Patrick from Circle of Life Yoga. She is also the head of a trauma program called Healing Together, a Holistic Approach to Trauma. Kelly has experience in business of yoga and other things to do with business. And I know that most female entrepreneurs really, really need to have some type of yoga practice or mindset practice in their life. So if you hadn't thought before about your own personal wellness and healing as one of the pillars that makes you actually successful in business, we're about to enlighten you today. Kelly, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Tracy. I'm so happy to be here. Well, I'm so happy to have you. Um, so the something I like to ask everybody is, what is your like number one secret that you like, what's the number one secret that you feel like you know about business that, you know, other people maybe don't know, like it's, you know, the secret that's done well for you, but not everyone knows it. Uh, I don't know if it's secretive. I don't know if this is a big secret, but for me, knowing what I know now, making connections is probably the biggest part of successfully running a business. Making connections and then keeping those connections going, um, like establishing those relationships with people, uh, because it does help in the long run. So do you mean like with other business owners and entrepreneurs, or do you mean just like relationship? Just relationships in general. Yeah, okay. just relationships in general. Um, people, especially like in the yoga, but I had a tanning salon before the yoga, and people really like you knowing who they are. And so they don't feel like they're just a client or just a customer. Like you actually, like when you did hair, you got to know your client who was sitting in the chair. It wasn't just some head that you were chopping hair off of. You got to know that person. Same thing. 
yeah. it, it, you just establish those relationships. And then that's how you successfully run a good business, I think. But I don't so, know how secret that is. Well, I think that we sometimes do disconnect that. Like it is part of what makes us whole. Yeah. Right. I think it is a disconnect and it's true. Um, you brought up when I did hair, it's so funny because that was a challenge for me. Like I, I would tease my team about, oh my God, I have client envy. I want to do her hair <laughs> only because like there was a cool woman that I really wanted to get to know and accept for hello and goodbye. Uh. You know, like, so like I had to come up with creative ways to connect with all the customers in the building because I wasn't able to touch them and connect you know, there's no way it wasn't, yeah. you couldn't, you couldn't scale it. It wasn't yeah. sustainable. Yeah. So like, as you're saying that, I'm like, I think that's what led us to really come up with creative ways to connect with our customers. Huh. I probably, we probably do that here too. And I don't even realize that we do that. That was interesting. So tell us a little bit about um, you and your yoga studio. And for those of you guys that don't know, I, I'm in Northeast Ohio and Kelly is in, you know, right outside the Cleveland area as well. So she is, you know, this amazing female, female entrepreneur that does so much to give back to the community. And I thought she was such a great guest to have on because it's interesting yoga as a business and tying it back to how many business owners need those relationship connections and a healthy yoga practice just to keep ourselves from stressing out. So Kelly, tell us a little bit about where your studio is and, you know, about why you got started in business. Uh, my studio is in Olmsted Falls. Um, I was 24 when I started my first business. So I think it's, I always joke that it's in my blood. Um, I just, I love, I don't know what it is. I love, because it's stressful, you know that, and it's a 24 seven job and, but you always have room for growth. And I think that's what I like about owning a business is that there's no, you know, you never tap out. You know, there's always something more to learn, something more to grow into. And I think that's what owning a business challenges me that way. So I sold my tanning salon and then I was like, you know, I just want to be an employee. Uh, so I got a job uh, as an occupational therapist and then I got bored. I was like, well, there's no growth. I couldn't grow anywhere. Like I could just do the same job every day. So I thought, well, how about a yoga studio? And here I am five years later. See, I mean, just because you were bored. I love it. That's, I was bored. And so, so entrepreneur. Yeah. A, <laughs> a, a coworker of mine said, have you ever tried yoga? And I said, no, I hadn't. So she took me to my first class and I just fell in love. The yoga is even owning a yoga business. Just doing yoga has helped me navigate and manage my entire life. Do you make time for yourself to practice yoga now. Oh yeah. Studio. Yeah. Okay. I, I I've learned in the beginning I didn't. Um, and I would kind of like just say I was too busy to do it, but now I learned that I, I have to do it and my body almost actually craves it. Like I need to move and I need to relax and ground myself. And then I just feel so much better afterwards. So it's gotten into a routine. Like I know I need to do it because it makes me feel better. Yeah. Like your body yells back. Hey, yeah, right. Touch me out. Right, right. Exactly. That's exactly how it feels. So where are you located? I'm in Olmstead Falls. Wonderful. Um, is there anything that you have as a secret tip that, hey, as a business owner, you have to do this when it comes to yoga? When it comes to yoga, I think, I think in any business, really, you have to find your niche. Find, you know, you can get lost in a sea of 
hair salons. You can get lost in a sea of yoga studios. You can get lost in a sea of any type of business that you run. You have to find what your unique talent is. And then that's what you share with the world because you'll be passionate about it because you're interested in it. And then that's going to be, it's not going to be like work because you're doing what you love to do. That's wonderful. That's, so so- that's what I found. Like the trauma is my niche now. So I feel like I'm, I'm set up now for the rest of my life. So tell us a little bit more about that. Uh, the trauma. So basically my personal life just kind of took me on a, a whole different route that I had expected. And I landed into a trauma training program and it was life-changing just to understand trauma in a yoga sense and understand. I, I was taking the training to be a trauma-informed yoga teacher. I just wanted those little letters, you know, back behind my name. And I didn't realize how much it impacted me in my own childhood and the trauma that I went through. So then I started to realize all the horrible crap that I had gone through was for a purpose for me to learn about trauma and then share to the world what I've learned, how all of this works and how it can help you. And so then I put that program together. Is that, is there like, is that something you feel comfortable sharing or where are you at with that? As far as what? With your trauma. Oh yeah. I'm very open about it. Yeah. So do you want to share a little bit about how that, you know, how that was to tap into your own personal trauma and now what it's led you to create? Well, I do fullheartedly believe that the yoga was what unlocked all of this. So basically what they say is trauma is, well, trauma is held in your body. It's stored in your body. And so as you move through yoga poses, you start to unlock that trauma that you're holding on to your body. So once I started moving my body, then all those memories started to come back from my childhood. And, um, but those were painful, hard memories, but I had already had the yoga training and the yoga practice, like the breathing and the grounding and that kind of thing. So when the memories came back, I knew what I needed to do to be able to get through those hard memories. And that was yoga, moving my body or just simply laying on the floor and just kind of grounding myself. So that's how I was able to kind of recover and heal from all of those bad things that I started remembering. And then when did you start creating the trauma program that you've created? Uh, That happened as a result of the COVID shutdown. I had nothing else to do. So the studio was closed and all of a sudden, I kind of like started thinking about all the trauma that I had just learned. And I thought, well, what if I could create a program? And then I just started meeting people who kind of just kind of helped me and uh, got this program together. I got it approved by the Ohio Board of Counselors, uh, the Occupational Therapy Board. Um, It's approved by the Yoga Alliance. I just... Like I said, I was bored during COVID. <laughs> right. Like being forced to close your business, that keeps you very busy. And like you said earlier, you're always growing. There's yeah. always something to do. You know, you never shut it off. So yeah. being in a position that, wait, but I'm not allowed to do anything. Yeah. Look well, I had taken, yeah, I've taken all the years of counseling I've gone through and nobody has ever said the word trauma to me. Nobody. Okay. And so I think like, okay, well, if you go to a counselor that's the person that's supposed to tell you like what you need to do, where you need to go, how to open yourself up. And nobody had ever told me those things. I learned them on my own. So I kind of, that's why I created the program is to bridge the gap between the yoga holistic world and the mental health world to bring them both together. Cause I do believe in counseling and psychiatry and psychology, but I also believe in the holistic stuff too. So I wanted a program that could bridge both of those together. 
So how, like, how can people find out about it? Because you're right. Therapists and counselors, they don't always know to talk about right. things that a lot of things that move your body are what helps you get through healing faster. Yeah. But those are not very, I guess, practical in modern right. medicine. So how do you get this out in front of everybody? Well, we, because it just happened over COVID, we did one, I, I co, um, I found a counselor that I work with, so we co-teach it. So, um, and speaking because yoga isn't really well known yet in the mental health world, uh, the board for the social workers and counselors, they gave us a little bit of a hard time. We ended up getting it approved, but they make it known that, you know, yoga is not counseling, but we get that. Like we understand that, but I think counselors need to have that other side of healing too, uh, not just talk therapy. Um, and your question was, I forget. Like, how are you getting in front of people? Oh, yeah. So um, right now, basically, so we did one program over the COVID shutdown, and then we were kind of waiting to start a new one now once things uh, calm down. Um, but just talking to people, um, I've got a, uh, something in the works with the Olmsted Township Fire Department. I want to go in there and teach all of them the trauma program. And we can cater this program to whatever company, um, whatever company it is. So like the program that we wrote is for counselors or for yoga teachers, but we can cater it to the fire, the police, whoever we need to train on trauma. So go to the website to learn more, circleoflifeyoga.net. Um, and then just read about the trauma-informed yoga program. And then uh, let me know if you have any questions or if you'd like us to come to your business or company. That's really amazing, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you for creating something that, you know, definitely I think we're seeing more trauma in the world. I mean, people are having like just Zoom fatigue for heaven's sakes. You know, there's yeah. like a lot of serious trauma, but then there's like different things that are happening now that people are, have been forced into different environments than they Right. right. So I think this is a great time and it's something so needed. So thank you for doing that. Well, it landed in my lap. So I, I had to take it. I had to take the offer. Yeah. You know, you're on the good path. Right. 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 Working. Yep. So I would love if we could touch on how I actually, you know, got to know you because of this uh, group that you run and a little bit about, can we talk about maybe like trauma and hair loss and what that looks mm -hmm. like for people? Mm -hmm. So speaking of trauma, I was going through uh, trauma. My grandparents were sick and I was taking care of them and they died and I got, I wasn't taking care of myself because I was so focused on taking care of them. And I got really sick, uh, very similar to what COVID is right now. I had six years ago and afterwards I lost most of my hair. Um, so about a year later, after my hair started growing back and I started feeling better, somebody said, you need to run a Facebook group for people who have hair loss. And at the time I'm thinking nobody else does. I'm the only one. <laughs> Little did I know. You're like, who would want that? Right. I mean, that's, that's what I said. Um, yeah, exactly. who, who, who would need that? And here we are almost 4,500 people later. It, that's amazing. Um, so what would you say, like, what's the top 10 questions that people ask about hair loss? How? Oh, go ahead. And just for clarification, um, Kelly has a private Facebook group that has grown to over 45,000, or is it 4,500 4, people? So she's definitely not alone. She's not the only one that has suffered hair loss. And my 
childhood hair loss traumas are what have led us to know each other better and get connected. So um, that that's what we're referring to her group that she started. So she, she polled her audience to find out what are, you know, the sort of the top 10 questions that everybody has about hair loss. And she's going to share that with us. All right. The first question that I see all the time is how often should I wash my hair? So I am going to answer all of these. Will you just run through the top 10 questions and then we're going to answer them? You want me to read all 10? Yeah. So read all 10 so we've got them so that they're top of mind for everyone. And then we're going to answer them. Okay. So it's how often should I wash my hair? What products to do uh, to use for hair loss? Um, Can I color, cut, blow dry, apply heat, extensions, wigs, um, clip-ons, anything like that? Um, where do you purchase them? Is it better to use human hair or synthetic hair? If you wear a wig, does that damage your uh, hair? Does it cause more hair loss or does it damage the hair growing in? Um, how about Rogaine? Oh my God, that's a huge topic. And the scalp, itchy, tingling, uh, feeling like something's crawling on it. Uh, how do you style? Can you comb wet hair? Does it cause more hair loss? And then how about the texture and the density change? Is that normal? Those are all the questions that I get on a regular basis. Not I, but they ask in the group. All the time in the group. Yeah. So, so is there, um, so do you want to just dive into answering these? Yeah. So let's, um, or yeah. do you have more, like, do you have anything else that you want to know before you kind of turn the tables on me and start asking me all these hair related questions? No, I'm ready for you. Well, this is so fun. Um, So you would be surprised, but more than ever, because of COVID, there has been rapid growth with people, you know, that are, I know I said growth, which is kind of not, I didn't mean it to be a pun like this, but people have been suffering more hair loss than ever. And it's not just business owners, it's everybody because of just the trauma that's come out of COVID. So Mm -hmm. I think that from a place in space of wellness and self-care, this is a really good, amazing thing that you've started this group. So if anybody needs help with it, what's the name of the group? It's T. Intelligent Effluvium Support Group. So you guys can look for that on Facebook. If And then I think there's some questions you need to answer because it is private because a lot of people have insecurity around hair loss. And so we like to keep them safe in this group. So um, the, the first question I heard you say is how often should I wash my hair? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So nobody ever likes when I, um, answer this question, but you should wash your hair when it's dirty. Okay. So just that's like, it's that simple and it's different for everybody. You know, some people have more active oil and sebaceous glands, so their hair gets dirty more often. So they have to wash their hair more often. Some people um, don't produce any oil and they can go like weeks and their hair doesn't look gross. So it really is about your personal preference and you don't need to overwash it. Um, But, you know, there are plenty of people that wash their hair every day and they're fine. It's not going to make their hair shed anymore. I remember um, there was like a follow-up to this, like, is it going to make my hair? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, is that on days you don't wash your hair, your hair will start like wrapping around itself. Like, so if you pulled up your hair strand 
and the shedding hairs might start looping around, that's what over time causes, causes the tangles, the knotting, even matting. If people don't brush and wash their hair, that's what causes it. It's the, 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 the hairs that are naturally shedding. So oftentimes when you've suffered a trauma and then had hair loss because of it, you will freak out on days you wash your hair because you're seeing so much fall. Yeah. Yeah. But the more days you've gone without washing, the more you're going to see. That makes sense. So that is like, it's one of those things that on average, we lose between 50 and 100 hairs a day. And if you haven't washed or brushed your hair in the last few days, there's going to be more of it when you finally do. So let's tie into the last question. Can you comb wet hair? So here's the thing to remember. Hair is in its most fragile, weak state when it is wet. So if you are somebody that feels like you need to comb your hair wet, I always suggest you have the big wide tooth comb, which, you know what, I think I have it. Hold on. I have this box together. Hold on one second. So I use a wet brush. So when it comes to the combing of the hair, you are like using a really wide comb like this and starting from the bottom up. So the back section, bottom up, a lot of people just want to take the comb and rip through their hair. Yeah, That's what not to do because the hair is really fragile. And so you're going to cause extra stress. You're going to, if it's already like really fragile and delicate and shedding, then it's going to make it much easier to fall out. And the wet brush, the same thing. Like I think it's safer to do a wide tooth comb than the wet brush, but the wet brush is better than previous brushes. Yeah. As long as you're working from the bottom up and not going at it where you're just going to rip through. The way that I think the wet brush works best is when people put like a deep conditioner or mask in their hair in the shower and then use the wet brush to kind of gently work it through. Like your hair is really long. Like I could do mine with my fingers, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cause my hair's short, but Kelly has really long hair. So she could work it through with the wet brush in the shower because of the, the slip that the conditioner causes. It's not going to allow the friction of the brush to cause any damage. Hmm. So that would be the best way that to use a wet brush. If you, okay. if you have to have it brushed, <laughs> So does that help you? Does that answer the... Yeah, that answered both of the questions. So since we're on that topic, let's talk about styling your hair. Okay. So like, um, what can you use products and heat? And can you just go about your normal, you know, way you do your hair pre-hair loss? I would say I would cut back on excessive heat, but you also have to, the flip side of that is you cannot dry and style your hair without heat. So I know it is like this, this mindset where some people think, oh, my hair's falling out. It must be the heat. So I'm going to dry my hair on low. Don't even bother. It's not going to do anything. So heat is heat. Yeah. The heat is going to help you like put some style and stretch it in the direction that you want to. So if you feel nervous or overwhelmed by styling, you need to use very gentle products. Make sure you're using products that don't like have any plastics in them or things that clog the pores. You want to make sure that you're using the most clean, natural products possible. Um, because 
it's not just TE that could cause hair loss, right? It's, it's, it's so many things. Right. So this is going to protect you from all the things, yeah. no matter what your reasons are. So yes, you can style, just don't be aggressive. I wouldn't use a ton of product and a ton of heat, but if you're trying to style your hair and that's what makes you look and feel good, it's not going to happen with like a cool dryer. You're just going to be angry. <laughs> Yeah. And that's not going to, you know, that's not going to help you control, um, your nervous system and, and feel peaceful about it at all. Yeah, that's true. So on that topic, um, but well, let's, all right, we'll say the, okay. All right. So the next topic would be like hair extensions, um, clip-ons, stuff like that. Um, Especially so, when you're losing your hair, like they want to, uh, like supplemental, I think they have like toppers, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So do you, what, what's your opinion of all of that? So when you are in the phase of your hair is like in that shedding and fallout phase, um, you may see a little bit more from using it because the hair is very weak and it could just... But the thing is, is that it may happen anyway. Right. So it's not like, so that's like a personal preference. Cause it's like that question of what comes first, the chicken or the egg. We may all, cause this has not been proven yet, but we may all have a set point. If we were to get TE or something like that, that no matter what we do, we're going to lose a certain percentage of hair and that the outer world, which would be styling clip-ons, like all that stuff has nothing to do with it. or it has something like that has not been proven. Nobody has the evidence or facts to back this up at all. And, you know, that's an often topic that I hear in the group is that there isn't any research. There's no study. There's nobody that specializes in this. Like there's some doctors that know about it, but like when I lost my hair, nobody had heard anything about it. I was the only one. That's why I thought I was the only one in the whole world that had ever lost their hair because nobody had ever heard about it. And so that's what people run into is that there's nowhere to go to get answers. Agree. Agree. And that's what I worked with so many of my clients on for so long. But I think it's a lot to do with everything. Um, It's not just one thing, you know, I agree. I agree. It's diet. It's yeah. It's medicine. Yeah. It's medicine. It's controlling your nervous system. It's like everything. It can be childbirth. It can be a death of the family member. It could be, I mean, it could be anything and everything. Mm -hmm. Like when you talked about experiencing yoga and that activating a trauma that happened, that could cause hair, that literally could happen. Yeah. No outside thing. I know that it's said that our body stores a ton of trauma in like the thighs. So you could be in a very stretched position and activate a car accident or something yeah. horrific that happened to you at five years old. Yeah. And then you could start having all these symptoms. It could be hair. So I think that people from the medical standpoint, it's been my experience that they're trying to look at it as a one note thing. So the, the medical people that study this seem to only look at like, okay, let's look at the hair follicle. Right. Not, right. Not how it works. Yes. It's everything. I know this was always something that I would teach in the salon and that when I work with salon companies now and it, salon owners and salon professionals, I try to train them on the fact that you need to let the people know that you're working with, like your clients know that 
what they do at home is 85% of the, the end game. So you're only 15%. So they cannot leave it all up to you. Yeah. So it's like, if you want to achieve certain things with your hair, you have, a, you know, you have work to do at home, right? That's, That's where yeah. hairdressers yeah. are not me just like magic people, even though it'd be awesome to have a wand. I always wanted one. <laughs> I would love to do a bippity boppity boo. Here we go. But it's like, it's the same thing. So when it comes to hair loss or anything like that, you know, it's, it's going to be what your doctor says. Yes. It's going to be you figuring out how your body responds to things you starting to really know you and your overall wellness, you know, we yes. can't leave it in just a doctor's hands, no matter, like, no matter what our diagnosis is, you cannot leave it up to anyone. Like you are always in charge of your own well-being. And I think that's where the hair loss comes in is because people haven't been in tune with themselves. And so then they have something like a hair loss. And what does that make you do? You have to get in tune with yourself, Right. So that's a shift because people weren't in tune with themselves. And now all of a sudden they have this hair loss and they have to think of all these things like their diet, their stress levels, you know, all of that, where they didn't think about that stuff before. So the hair loss is almost like the body's way of saying, hey, we need to fix you. Something's going on. Yeah. Like pay attention to me. You're just right, right, right. Right. And then it brings up a ton of stuff. Right. That we, you know, don't always want to look at or deal with. Right. 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 And then that's where that cycle happens that maybe you thought, you know, maybe the clinical test book version says you're only going to lose it for X amount of months, but then it triggers again. Yes. So that's why people are like, well, when is it stopping? Right. I, here's what happened to me and here's what happened to other people that I know, but what your statistic scenario is going to be is like, what are you willing to do? That's why it's a support group is because nobody has one answer. You can't just go Google what's the cure for intelligent effluvium and it will tell you. So that's why the support group is so great is because you can get a collective answer from, you know, hundreds and thousands of people. This is what worked for me. This is what worked for me. This isn't what worked for me. And you can even, and, and that we can go with the Rogaine conversation from that. It's like some people get a lot of results from Rogaine. Some people get none. So it, you really have to find what works for your body because that's really the only answer. That is so true. It's frustrating and because people want somebody to tell you, this is what's wrong with you. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to take and you'll be fine. And nobody has those answers and they, left, they leave you to do it on your own. And so that's why the support group is great to give people direction and some relief that there are others that are going through this and this is what worked for them or what not worked for them. Well, I think that the top, you know, the, the minoxidil and the Rogaine um, subject is, you know, it's, it's a hot button because here's the thing. It, it's a medical, you know, it's like a medical thing. It's, it, it's medicine, right? right. And it and only before you works. Go on. Hold on, before you go on, and this is what I've learned is that, you know, when somebody's hair starts to fall out, the first thing you do is you go to the doctor and you want to find out what's wrong with me. What should I do? They take your blood. Let's say everything's fine, which is most cases, everybody's levels are okay. They may be off a little bit, but most people's blood work is normal. So the doctor will just give them a prescription for Rogaine because they don't know what else to do. So they say, here's the Rogaine, try this and see if it works. Well, 
Rogaine can't work. It can cause more shedding. It can be a lifelong commitment. I mean, it's not like here's Rogaine. It will take your hair loss away and you'll be fine for the rest of your life. Well, okay. I, it has been my experience that there is a certain age group that they would go automatically to Rogaine. I haven't had the experience where they prescribe that to people that were, you know, under a certain age. Oh, this, they prescribe it to everybody in this group. Pretty much if you have hair loss, they get a prescription for Rogaine. Okay. That's very interesting to me. So here's the thing with Rogaine. First of all, out of the gate, it only works for 30% of the people. Hmm. Okay. So out of the gate, 30% of us, it will work. The other, um, the other 70%, it's not even going to work. So you, and you'll know within the first four to six weeks, if it's working, and if it, you're get, you're, if it's not improving at all, it's like don't even bother using it because you know it's unnecessary. But it is something that once you start using it, when you stop, you will see the fallout again. Now, because TE textbook, like textbook clinical study, says that it should only be like a six month hair loss, and that you know, and then that's it. The thing is, is that. It's unclear as to, does it just feel like you have less hair because we're then too impatient to wait for it to come back. So the Rogaine helps it, but then you're still going to have some shedding because your body maybe is not going to return to what it was before. The Rogaine can help you there. Yeah. But whenever you stop or quit it, you're going to go through a cycle of it getting back to its new normal set point. That makes sense. So, because it's a drug, yeah, it's like it is a drug. So, any drug and how whether it's like good for us, not good for us, it it does things in the body. But there's always that like weaning off that addictive part of it. Yeah. So, um, you know, and and some people keep using it because it does provide more, like, it's like getting like lip filler. It does provide some volume and vavoom to the hair. So if your hair isn't going to have any of that, now that you've gone through the cycle of TE, it's a nice alternative to have something. So that's why people think, well, then I'm just going to, you know, it's not that the um, Rogaine caused more, but there are um, some studies, I think it's only like, I think it's like a small percentage. I think it's like 7% of the people that use it say that their hair falls out more, but were these people in the middle of a cycle of right, right, right. fallout? Were they like doing chemical damage? Are they still in a stressful environment? I mean, the studies don't tell us what those clinical, you know, trials, what it was under. So, so that, that's why I always tell people like, yes, if you want to try it because you, you've tried everything else, just know what you're getting into. Like, yeah. And I'm, I'm going, I'm working on making a document that has like the pros and the cons and what worked for the, you know, just kind of an overall uh, info sheet about uh, Rogaine because there's so many questions about it because that's the first thing that doctors do is just give that prescription. I want to circle back. You said about the chemicals um, coloring your hair too when during a hair loss. So again, same thing. Like if we don't have evidence to say if it is causing you to like shed more mm-hmm. or if you're naturally at a set point. So yeah. that again that's sort of like your personal preference. Like you can get it one of two ways. Like 
When you look at the clinical textbook, what TE really is, it has a certain amount of hair that's going to fall out, you know, in, in a certain cycle, right? Right. And that's just the way it is. But then if you have the, is it anagenifluium? That's Um, you you use, lose 90% of your hair in two weeks. And that's kind of mostly induced by the, the drugs and, or chemotherapy. But in rare circumstances, people have had that happen. It's like the accelerated version of TE. Yeah. Yeah. But normally if that happens, people will assume, wait, did you have chemo or were you, did you have some type of cancer drug? Because that is the, usually the link to how it happened that fast. Yeah. Like more than 90% of your hair can go in less than two weeks. It's usually because of something specific to the body trauma. Yeah. Right. Um, so, the, so that's like one of those things. Um, if you're somebody that's always colored your hair and you haven't had damage now, it, this is, this is assuming that you're in good hands. You have a great hair hairdresser that knows, you know, that knows what to, what to do, what not to do, then it would be safe because you're not going to change it regardless. That's another thing that you bring up is finding a good person. And people have a lot of insecurities when it comes to losing their hair. And it's very difficult to tell somebody, especially if there's someone new, like I'm losing my hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so to find a good stylist, who either A, knows about it, B, is compassionate and kind and will help you through the process has been difficult for a lot of people. They complain about that a lot in the group is that their stylist or they went to a hairdresser who tugged at their hair and who made fun of them or something like that. It's been challenging for people to find good stylists who are compassionate and, and willing to help that's infuriating to me. It is infuriating. And I found a good one after because I didn't let anybody touch my head. I just let my hair grow and I didn't want to touch it. And so I finally found a lady from the yoga studio who does hair in her, in her basement. And I said, hey, this is what happened to me. Um, I'm looking for somebody who's going to be gentle and kind. And she's like, I got you. And she helped me move through the process of letting somebody touch my head again, letting my letting my hair get cut and like taking care of my hair. And it was because of her. And so if you don't have somebody good, it can make or break you. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I mean, I guess my, my best advice right now, and I'm going to think about this more, maybe I will make, maybe I'll make you guys like a video of the things you need to look for. Oh, that would be good. You know, like you need to interview um, the style, you know, on the front end, especially because there is that insecurity and no matter what the world says, it's, it's, it's not even about the outside world's judgment. I think as a woman, we tie a lot of our, our self-worth and our confidence to our hair because it just makes us feel good when it's right. So it's, it's such, it's so much more of a trauma than anyone realizes until you go through it. Um, I will say though, as of lately, there have been a lot more men in the group and men have the same emotions that women do. Oh, I I agree. Yeah. Socially acceptable for a man to be bald. They may not feel that way. You don't. Right. And they don't want to lose their hair and they don't want to have a shaved head, but they Mm -hmm. don't have a choice sometimes. Right. No, I agree. But I think that we just like shortchange it. Like, oh, it's just hair until you, and the thing is, is that you know, you do need to find somebody that makes you feel comfortable and safe. And that is really knowledgeable about the products, the color, the extent, you know, the stuff that will 
that will help you through the, you know, grow out phases without causing more damage that will help you get over the hump of it all, you know? Yep. Um, so yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely a shortage of people that I think have the knowledge. Um, even if you didn't have the knowledge, does it just have the compassion mm -hmm. to understand that somebody is going through a significant change and needs a little bit of help? That Cal, that's literally how it started. Like why I wrote beyond common together yeah. is literally because sometimes if you don't know, you don't have knowledge, just doing those simple essentials make you an empathetic, compassionate person. Yeah. So people will be like, wow, she, she saw me or he saw me. That's I agree. That's, that's why, that's why I loved your book. <laughs> well, it's just an interesting thing because like, yeah, you don't have to know, you don't have to have all the answers. Right. You just have to show up as a human that cares. Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm here with you Yeah. And, and I care. Yeah. Yep. And I think I'm so passionate about this. I think I shared this story with you before Kelly, but one of my very first clients, her name was Mary Ellen Vanna. She was like my first all the time client. I started doing her hair when I was 17 and she was the, she was the secretary to the president of General Electric. She had a very high power job and she had suffered alopecia, which was the patches yeah. of hair loss. And I was such a research nerd about hair and nutrition. Like I just got into this place in the space where I just wanted to help her. Like I felt like I was her hair doctor. Yeah. And I just started uncovering all this stuff. And it could have been because when I was 12 and I had my hair loss issue, which you guys probably already know that story. But the thing is, is that I, it was like my life's mission to help her. And so I just can't imagine that you would bring it to any hairdresser, young, new, old, like whatever, that they wouldn't be as passionate to serve. Look at you at 17 being compassionate. Oh, though. I was like, oh my God, this is a project. Well, it's so funny because I started like telling her, oh, you should eat blueberries, like eat some, start eating salmon and, and almonds and walnuts and this, like, and she was like, well, how much? I don't know. Just eat them. So <laughs> like, like, it was like this funny thing. And then, oh, wait, use these products. I found yeah. these products for you where she literally would like invite me to stuff like big events that she would do. And she'd be like, Tracy's my hair doctor. She saved my life. I mean, it was, like 18. it was like, she, out of all of my clients and she's the only person I invited to our wedding. Really? Well, because I like during those years of going through, like, cause I had to do her hair a few times a week for her style wise. I had to color it, cut it. I spent more time with her than I did with my parents, like my friend, you know, I saw her at least three times a week for years. So that would be a great thing to have. So like what I made in the group is a list of questions to ask the doctor. So that would be a great thing to have is like a couple of questions when you're calling to, to uh, talk to a stylist, what should they ask to be able to find out if this person is going to be kind and compassionate or knowledgeable or like, how do they even react on the phone to you? That kind of thing. And as of now, because I know we have people from all over the world and yeah. I am pretty blessed to have some connections. So as of now, if somebody needs a referral right away, just DM me on social media okay. because um, I know people in almost every state and quite a few countries right now. So right now it'll just be like, we can link some people to the right people, but over time, yeah, let's try to, I can create something that okay. will help them because you have to have a trusted partner to go through it with. Yeah. You really do. Yeah. And by the way, you, you just know said, that someone's advocating for you. 
you you talked about the connections that you have all around the world. That was my secret business tip is making connections. Yeah. That's not well, so that's secret. Like, if I can't help you, I will find somebody that can in your area. So yeah. So and that's how I feel. Like if somebody yeah. comes to me and they have trauma, mm-hmm. I can guide them to a counselor yeah. or to whatever they need to be able to take care of themselves. So yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah. Isn't that funny? It does tie back. So that's interesting though. So the, so the thing again is that, yes, you can wear extensions to tie it back. Yes, you can wear extensions. Yes, you can wear the topper. Yes, you can color your hair. Yes, you can style it. Yes, um, you, can br- you can do all the things, but you have to do it with kindness. Yeah. Be gentle. You have to know that, you know, that it's all going to be okay. Because so much of this is mindset to start with. Yeah. If you have in your mind that, oh my God, my hair's falling out. It's never going to stop. You're going to be right. So you need to first stop thinking that. That is the number one thing is people always think, and it was my fear too. Am I going to go bald? Yeah. So first of all, I know it's hard, but just stop thinking that. And that's what just just walk around, get out of the mirror, whatever you're doing, just change your state quickly. And that was what it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So like, if you can, if you can do that first, that's the first trick with that mindset shift, Yeah. then all these practical care tips will apply. But yes. if you don't make that shift, that paradigm shift in your mind, the rest of it is just worth right. it. Right, right, right. And I know Agreed. that's hard to hear, but I just want to be totally it's, honest. It's, it's, it's the truth. And that's exactly what I've learned is that is true. And, and when I was losing my hair, you know, I was, I was like all these other girls and, and, and guys in the group is that, you know, I'm staring at the mirror and I'm looking at all the places that, you know, have no hair. I never got to a point where I counted hairs, but a lot of people do. Uh, I never got to that point. But there was a time I can remember looking in the mirror and being so overwhelmed with anxiety about the fear of going bald that I just put the headscarf on and I said, I'm not looking at this again, because what can I do? There was nothing that I could do. It was going to fall out. So what was I going to worry about every day at falling out? It was falling out. I couldn't do anything. And that was when my life got better. Yeah. You just have to like, put it, it was just, place. it was such a huge shift that I literally didn't even see my hair growing in until somebody said to me, Hey, it looks like you have hair around your hairline. And I looked in the mirror and I was like, Oh my God, my hair had grown in. And I didn't even know. Because I had I'd shifted the focus away from my hair and I started working on the diet, my, my physical health, my emotional health, and I didn't pay attention to all the hair falling out so much that I didn't even see it growing back in too. Yeah. So that was what pretty much saved my life. Yeah. And I, mean, I try to tell that these, these, you know, the people in the group, but it's, it's hard because you can't do it until you're ready. Right. And sometimes and- people go through many years of hair loss before they finally connect it. Well, right. Because again, like the textbook clinical versions, right. yeah, it's like six months, but you just don't know what trauma activated it. Are you causing more trauma now? Right. Is it an ongoing trauma? Like there, there's just so many variables. That's why it's not, it, it's never going to be a one word answer. Right. It, it definitely is most what you said before is like taking the time to connect to yourself. It is a warning, right? Um, (laughs) I always say that God bless me with these weird things. Like my hair will fall out. I get welts, like hives all over my body. You know, like it's like allergies of like, 
But yeah. I'm like, I cannot hold anything in. This is why I cannot tell a lie. It all shows up. So like, it's like, I can't hold on to anything like that. So then I'm like, oh, it's a blessing that these things happen because I, I notice it. It's like, hello, here's your sign. I, that's how it works for me is that it's so obvious that, I mean, my hair, I, my hair was longer than this before I lost it. Everybody knew me for my long hair. Like that was just who I was, was my long hair. And then I lose it. And then I'm like, oh my God, nobody's going to like me anymore because of my hair. Nobody gave a crap about my hair loss, but me, I was the only one that cared about it. Nobody else cared about my hair loss, just me. But that was my lesson in life to wake up because what else would have woken, woken me up is if I didn't lose my hair because my hair was my identity. Like so, you were, right. Other right. people aren't paying as much of attention. Right. But right. it was to me. So that was my wake up call going, wait a minute, something's going on if my hair is going to fall out. Yeah. So here we are. Well, and I think I am somebody that has, you know, uh, finer hair. Like when I lost all of my hair, like at 12, not all of it, but I, I just had like, I would say like 75% of it come out. It never came back thicker, like how it was before that. So it's like, my hair is fine and I have a lot of it. And then some, I look at somebody like you who has this big lion's mane of hair. And this is where people, I think with hair loss are like, you're always in the state of struggle because it's like, oh, you don't know. Like, oh, Kelly, you have so much hair. Who cares if you lost? You even, even to have 10% of your hair is still more than I have. Right. So and I haven't gotten a haircut because of COVID, but well, I do I'm, see it again. So I'm saying this is what happens with that comparison piece. Yes. People like, oh, you're still so lucky, or you have no idea how bad it is. This is what happened to me. And, and I think that, you know, to really be a support group, you have to first understand that, like, let other people vent from their, where they are. And, and, and be comfortable with, you know, with where you are. You just, you know, you can't, you just can't assume and compare all the right. time. And that's a lot of times. Different thing happening. Right. You know, so the number one thing I would say to anybody that. Said it right there. Oh, Thank you. I'm pretty good at ideas. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm like, that's funny. That's fantastic. That's exactly because there's so much to know about trauma and hair loss and yoga, everything that I felt like. How can I direct it? Like, how can I start this? And you're right. The number so one thing. It's like the first one's five minutes of like a feel good. Yeah. Something that makes you feel good. Cause like yeah. it, the minute, like, it's like, we can trick ourselves into feeling good for five minutes. And then if you, you know, you can, yes. you there. fake it until you make it. Well, it's like, you know, you only know you don't feel good if you tell yourself. So if you right. tell yourself you feel good, it's okay. That's it. Is the negative self-talk. You have to remove all that. Yeah. And I know that like the hair loss thing, you know, becomes, it becomes a thing. It becomes so a thing. I, I also had made that sheet of all the different places you can purchase stuff that like I approved. Were yeah. you able to share that with the group? I thought you posted it in the group. Well, but they have to email us for the, the links because the, the one I can email them has all the clickable links just to make it easier. Oh, okay. I'll have to look into that. I don't yeah. remember so, that. So if anybody wants to either send you or me their email address, I can send that form. It just has, it has all the places that you can go to get products that I approved of. Oh, okay. Yeah. All of that. Okay. For, you know, Facebook doesn't let you have a PDF. It's just a picture. Right, right, right. It doesn't 
yeah, it doesn't have the links. Okay. So, um, so I know I made that graphic for you guys just as like a starting point from the last time we talked about this. Okay. Is there any, um, did we answer all 10 of your questions? Yeah, we did. We went through it all. Is there anything else before we wrap up? I don't think so. We talked about everything. I think we talked about more than I thought about on the 10, uh, 10 hair questions. So that was great. Thank you so much for being here, Kelly. This was so amazing to catch up with you, to share all the things that we have both learned about overcoming hair loss in our years of experience doing so. I hope that anyone out there that has suffered hair loss or knows anybody that is currently suffering, that this will bring you tremendous value and inspiration, just letting you know that you're not alone in this. And we're going to include in the show links all the links that Kelly and I talked about so that you'll know where to find the support group that she has on Facebook. I also will share the document that has all the links to all the, th- the products that I approve of. And as always, we wish, we wish you much success, joy and happiness in everything you do, both in your life and business. Thanks so much for being here. And we can't wait to see you on the next one. Bye. Have a great week. Thank you very much for listening to Beyond Common Business Secrets with your host, Tracy Watts-Serino. Please visit BeyondCommonBusinessSecrets.com to get your free worksheet of the 12 business secrets you need to know to achieve extraordinary results. Then, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're enjoying our show. Until next time, be Beyond Common. Congratulations on making the smart decision to tune in to Beyond Common Business Secrets podcast. We are dedicated to empowering female business owners just like you to thrive and achieve Beyond Common results. We've provided valuable insights, practical strategies, and inspiring stories to help you grow and scale your business to new heights. Now it's time for you to take inspired action. Don't just passively listen, implement what you've learned and unleash your full potential. Whether it's optimizing your marketing, honing your leadership skills, expanding your network, or reaching out to join one of our strategic business growth programs. Join our thriving community of ambitious, supportive women entrepreneurs by visiting and joining our Beyond Common Business Secrets Facebook group to gain access to exclusive resources, connect with like-minded individuals, and unlock endless opportunities for your growth. Or feel free to go to our website, tracywattserino.com. Remember, beyond common growth is within your reach. Together, we move into truly thriving. Keep striving, keep growing, and keep conquering. Stay beyond amazing, and I'll see you on the next one.